right, everybody. Welcome to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. Today is Friday, May 29th, 2020. And today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Enter the promo code Locked On at BuiltBar.com and get $10 off your first order. That's BuiltBar.com. Enter the promo code Locked On, $10 off. Uh, I am Detroit Sports Editor Noel Bianchi here today, as always, with my friend, longtime Red Wings fan, Ethan Smith. Ethan, welcome back. You keep forgetting to put in Bill Bar Advocate. And Bill Bar Advocate. Here with Bill Bar Advocate, longtime Red Wings fan, dear friend, kind soul, and eternal optimist. All right. All right. Hi. Thanks. Thank you. Welcome thanks back. Thanks for having me. Uh, <clears throat> we're also joined by a very special guest today. Sergio Colchester makes his return to the program, his long-awaited return. Uh, to reminisce with us about the things we miss most about Joe Louis Arena. I'm excited for this one. Sergio, welcome back. How does it feel? Finally! <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good to be here, boys. I hope somebody got that. But, uh, yeah, uh, it, it feels great. It's been a long time. I, I just rode my bike about 40 miles, and I'm sipping on a diabolical IPA, and I'm I'm – I'm ready to reminisce on, on the Joe, my favorite place in the world. I don't think I've ever accumulated, like in my entire life, have accumulated 40 miles on a bicycle. Uh, so good for you. I'm happy for you. Thank you. Will you be my trainer? The, you got it. The bill player you know alone can't do it. Yeah. Uh, well, you might not be eating the built bars right then, because as far as I know, built bar, uh, built bar is what pushed me for 40 miles on built bar alone. So. Oh, wow. I, you were only going to go five you know, and you ended up going you might, 40 because you had a built bar? Yeah. You might not be eating the built bar, right? We'll talk about that one after the pop. <laughs> cool. Uh, <laughs> so I'm excited for this one. There's so many great things that we just don't talk about when we've been going back and like remembering uh, all this greatness that happened at, you know, within the Red Wings organization. And uh, one of the things that gets overlooked is a place that it happened. Uh, it's a, a beloved site where a lot of stuff went down. Uh, and we're going to break this into three categories here. So we're going to go people, general features, and then sights and sounds. We'll start with people. Uh, to me, guys, the first thing that comes to mind when you think of Joe Lewis Arena and how it's different from Little Caesars Arena, by the way, we should give it a caveat. That's kind of just how, like, things that didn't carry over from Joe Lewis arena to little Caesars arena. When yeah, it, we're talking about very people, good point. when we're talking very about very good people. point. Uh, so guys, the first thing that comes to mind to me uh, in terms of people is, has got to be Bud Lynch. Bud Lynch was the uh, PA announcer, longtime PA announcer for the Red Wings had one of the most beautiful voices in hockey he passed away. Uh, I can't remember. I think beginning of the decade, his uh, they they had a recording of his voice to close out the to close out the periods on the PA. So, just an absolute icon in that in that respect. And uh, I certainly miss Bud Lynch. Yeah, no, and I think that that's the the perfect person to uh, start it off with. Bud Lynch really embodied his, the sound of his voice was the sound of the Joe. You know, if you're if you're going by like from like the sensory experience of it. Obviously, eventually, everybody's going to bring up the smell because, you know, anytime you're talking about old stadiums, it's, that's one of the things. And the Joe has had a very distinct smell. There are certain sites that we'll, we'll talk about. But to me, the sound of the Joe was Bud Lynch, one minute remaining in this period. Yep. Uh, Perfect. Just, Perfect. It, his, his voice was 
his voice was just so was so unusual and so old timey and so cool. Uh, that, that's a perfect p- place to start it off. I was thinking a little bit more abstractly when when we were talking about people, because um, I thought about when I think about the people people at the Joe in, in the plural sense of the people. I, I want to talk about the people in the smoking deck, um, you know, outside <laughs> of the concourse, because those are the types of people that I think about when I think about Joe Louis Arena. It's a very distinct certain type of people that were out there wow. in that on that smoking deck. Lots of leather jackets, uh, <laughs> lots of really outdated Red Wings gear. It's one of the more memorable things about the Joe, especially things that didn't carry over to LCX. Um, I'm going to go with the eat him up Tigers guy, but obviously for the Red Wings game, he'd say Red Wings. I yeah. can't really do an impersonation. Everybody, I think everybody, anybody who's been to like a Tigers game or a Red Wings game has heard this man's voice. Yeah, and you would know him <laughs> if you saw him. Yeah, you like he is somebody who's synonymous with the experience of going to a Red Wings game without actually being involved in the game at all whatsoever, which takes a special person to do that. And I'm not even like being facetious here. Like I, I truly think that those are the things that make up an environment to a sports arena. I mean, like when you're just walking in, you're like you get near the stairs, and all of a sudden you hear the "eat 'em up, tigers, eat 'em up, eat 'em up, tigers, eat 'em up," like the like the chains <laughs> rattling around, uh, or eat 'em up, Red Wings. I guess in this case it would be, and he's got the giant hall can that he's carrying that uh, solo yep. cup in to keep his change. So that's a good pick, uh, I think. To round, Boys, out, I'm not. I, uh, I feel terrible doing this in the five, but I feel like you need you guys. You guys know how that story ends, right? Yeah. 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 Okay, I just—it's a very sad and tragic uh, ending to to that guy's life. Um, but yeah, he's definitely a Detroit icon. All right, man, we're gonna bring the mood down. Up next, I got Mo Cheese. Uh, just kind of a what do you call him, sir? Like a redneck with a jersey that said Mo Cheese, and during the second intermission, the uh the camera would just flash on him and he'd just start going bonkers with his, uh, dan- with his 270 pound dance moves. You know what he was? He was an adult version of like sort of the, the kid that the, they'll throw up on the jumbotron when it's, when it's like dance, dancey time and they, they're showing all the people dancing and then they'll, and they'll cut to a kid and then the kid is just spazzing out like crazy. <laughs> yes. That- that's what Mochi's Mochi's was that as an adult. <laughs> he was great. Like he like, was like, like you, you get it a lot when like with like the kids where they're doing the super fast motion floss dance, but like they're doing it way, 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 way too fast. That was Mochi's. Uh, other guy, or other people I got here: the knitting lady, uh, and then orange hat guy as well. I don't know if you guys remember orange hat guy. Uh, I got, I got my orange hat. Do you guys have one? No, I don't. No, I, I wish don't. I did. But, the, staple, uh, the staple of the wardrobe. I tell you what, Sergio, uh, our conversation at the beginning of the podcast really has started to get me pretty hungry. I am now craving a Bilt Bar. I got it. Thank you. Thank you for that. I, uh, listen, Nolan, I, I, I couldn't advocate any harder for them. They're an amazing combination of low-calorie, high-protein, and low-sugar. No crazy additives. 
you can't compare it to the most popular men's bar, which is uh, the Cliff Bar. It's half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good for you and taste that good? I don't know. No, I, that's, that's the question we've been trying to figure out here. Now, what is your favorite flavor? Well, Nolan, I got to tell you, my favorite flavor is coconut almond. It really takes me to the taste of the island. Um, it's something, you know, it reminds me of Mounds Bar. You know, something from your childhood. It's all steak and no sizzle, and it's a, the best product on the market. Well, it is great for the health-conscious guy, which you do appear to be. Uh, if you go to BuiltBar.com right now and use the promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get $10 off your first order. Did you know that? Ten dollars. Ten dollars. Just take oh it clean goodness. off. Clean off the top. Promo code locked on at builtbar.com. That's correct. So you and all the other listeners out there, feel free to just head right over to the website, start building your first box a day, and you'll be taking forty mile bike rides in absolutely no time. All right, let's jump back into it now with general features. I know we got a lot of things to cover, but Ethan, we'll give you uh, we'll give you first dibs on on this one. Um, the uneven, beer-stained, sticky steps of the upper bowl. Mm, that's a good one. I forgot about that one. Like the, the literal death walk that you would have to do to yes. go up and down them. Yes. And like, God forbid you have you know, anything in your hands at all, taking your eyes away from the stairs. There are different lengths, different heights. Dude, just the best. Just like the yellow paint on the front that's going to help you at all. there's something about a sticky floor that just puts you in a place of calm and peace that just it's just not present enough in today's society like there's too many clean floors i i like a bar where the floor is sticky it's just it it feels right i I, it feels like it's a real authentic situation is the whole world especially these new arenas they're too sanitized give me more sticky floors I agree. And uh, I mean, in keeping with that theme, when you bring up stairs, we might as well make the lateral movement to the stairs outside of the Joe. That's definitely got to be up there in terms of general features and it kind of the same thing. Opposite of sticky. Yes. The the slippery stairs on the outside (laughs) of of the Joe. The Joe was an unabashed shithole. And that's what we loved about it. Those steps being the, the shittiest part. I can't, I can't even fathom. You know, as you guys know, I'm a practicing attorney. I I can't fathom how those stairs lasted that long with the amount of premises liability that was baked into them. So true. Every single time I walked down those stairs, I saw my life flash before my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) What do you got? General features. The first thing that I want to point out, we're talking about nostalgia and missing the joke. I've I've talked a lot of shit about the Joe on this. I want to just remind our listeners, it's my single favorite place in the entire world. And, you know, it's it's a place that I treasure more than anywhere other than the households of mine and my family members growing up. Uh, And so with that being said, uh, general features, the first thing I always think about when I think about the Joe is the dancing puck that they would play, that they would show <laughs> during stoppages and play when I was a really young child. I, I really hope 
if uh, if any of our listeners remember what I'm talking about, there was a, there was a puck with legs and arms. Oh no, I do. Wearing, you remember it was that's wearing a great sunglasses. call. Um, and it wasn't on the it jumbotron. Was, it, was, it was on the the the. There was it a was on the corner. tiny corner. Oh, it was on the corner. Okay. Yes. Yeah, the corner, corner video boards. These were not LED boards. These were like old school yep. 1980s, like arena, uh, you know, big bulb light streams. And they were just, the, the puck would dance to the music that was playing. And, uh, and it was, as a kid, it was, it just had me enraptured. I, 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 I was, I was obsessed with this puck and I, I don't know how much of my Red Wings fandom is a result of this dancing puck from like 1992. Um, <laughs> that's, that's a general feature I miss, I miss greatly. My true favorite outside of like, and we can get into this in a little bit in a second, but like the concourse in general was beautiful, but nothing was more beautiful than those big red curtains that would just, they would open up yeah. and your whole world changed. You, you know what from was like, the best about those curtains? What's that? Those curtains were the best. I, and, I, and I hate to like jump in. You, I feel like you were about to go on some like amazing pros about the beauty of these curtains. I was. It's fine. Those curtains were the best for events that were not hockey games. Like, did you guys ever go see wrestling at the Joe? Yeah, of course. Floor so, seats, Monday so, Night Raw. So going through those curtains, like, oh, like, like, like they, they, because they hit what was in front of you, and you would go through them and it would like the amazing lights and the the grandeur of the show like anytime you went to a concert or i'm gonna remember this i'm, I'm job, gonna disagree also, with you for this reason the ice being what it is and the lighting inside for hockey games it was opening up a door to heaven like that's what that was for a hockey game i think it was best for a hockey game like, like just I, you know how bright I, I, it was like just like like yeah. that was the actual sound that it made like it made in my head when you would open up those curtains especially as a kid dude like I was just about to say that like I remember yeah. the first time I went to a Red Wings game and I walked through those curtains I remember trying to we were walking around to our seats and I'm trying to look in every single alley because I wanted to see the ice. And all of them are closed. And then right before we got there, there was one that was open. I saw it for a second as we were walking by. I'm like, let's go. Because mm -hmm. you go into the, it's like the concourse that, but... and the arena were two completely different places. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I respect that. Uh, the, the, the curtains were, the curtains were a really cool, a really cool touch. Um, you know what I, what I, there were things about the Joe as far as general features that were just so unique. And so like th there were things that you would never encounter going to a sporting event anywhere else in the world. Like the silos that you like the, mm, with the spiral with a spiral ramp that you would go up and then you would go through the tunnels to get to like the deck instead of going up the deck stairs. What the hell were those? Those were insane. Those were insane. Like those, those yep. exist. Those are not from the world and the dimension that we exist in. Those are from like a different timeline where <laughs> the world is just completely different. And in addition to those silos, 
we talk about how much of a mess and how shitty the Joe was. Would, would, if you were entering from the river side, you had mm. this absolutely gorgeous riverfront walkway that you would that you could walk down for from from Hart Plaza and have a beautiful view of the Ambassador Bridge, which I think is the most beautiful bridge in the world. Um, at me at your leisure, but you you walk <laughs> down the river and then literally walk right up the stairs into the arena from the riverfront, which was yeah. just I, I can't think of another sporting I can't think of another venue anywhere that has that sort of um mm. just grand placement in a city. And in terms of outside the building too, one that I wanna two that I guess I want to just run through right quick. A the Joe Lewis parking garage. You have the view of Canada. You get out and like you, you stand there for a second, looking at the skyline of Windsor. Uh, that's always fun. And then the the welcome to Joe Lewis Arena board outside of the mm. of the arena. Oh yeah, that's classic. Another great one. Oh yeah. Now Sergio, you are a Michigan State alum, right? Go Green. And you would agree that most Michigan State alums are good people, go on to do good things, and you know people you would generally want to do business with? I wouldn't say most. I would say all. Perfect. Uh, well, Mima Remedies founder Brandon Demler is a Michigan State alum, and he got his start working in the CBD and hemp industry, working with other Michigan State alums as well. Mima Remedies is a CBD company providing full-spectrum CBD, hemp oil, and flour, and to celebrate Mima's first season growing their own hemp in Michigan, we are giving lockdown listeners 25% off at MimaRemedies.com. Sergio, I bet after that 40-mile bike ride, when it comes time to start healing up, since you've been so good advocating for Bilt Bar, I'm going to go ahead and send you something from Mima Remedies so that you can take care of all that pain, that inflammation you got going on. We, we, we don't want that. We want to get rid of that. And their full-spectrum extract contains terpenes and flavor of hemp flour with no additives or flavoring. All products are third-party lab-tested and always below 0.3% THC, so you know you're getting that good stuff without getting that good stuff. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like I said, guys, 25% off. Huge chunk of change. I want you to have it. You want you to have it. All you got to do, go to MimaRemedies.com, enter the promo code Locked On, and you'll have it in your pocket. That's MimaRemedies.com, promo code Locked On, 25% off. All right, last up, we have Sights and Sounds. Ethan, do you want to kick us off with this one? Sure. Um, I'm thinking like the old time, like the in-between whistles. Like they used to do like that clap, clap, then everybody else would clap, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did that pick up on the mic? Yeah. Um, Perfect. (laughs) So like, uh, just like that little stuff. And then they used to play like the same couple jingles because they had like about 10 songs that they would play between. Ooh, ooh, I got one. I got one. Make some noise. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Where I was going with this was that um you know the, the a really cool like this is a really really cool thing about the joe that is so understated and and, and not thought of but for, especially toward the end they got to a point where they were pretty much ex- 
exclusively playing techno music at the Joe. <laughs> um, the rude sandstorm. Yeah, they were just, <laughs> but that's <laughs> so cool. You could go anywhere in, in, in any in any city, go to any sporting event, you would hear all of the same songs um, at, at, at any arena for any sporting event, whatever. But in Detroit, we have such a like signature and iconic music history. And one part of that is, you know, this is the birthplace of techno. And, and it was a really, really cool thing. I felt like, it, especially if you were like an opposing fan, it would be so unusual to walk into the Joe and come to a hockey game and just hear nothing but techno. Um, mm. And I know that, 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 that sort of was like, that wasn't historically all they, all they played at the Joe. It started happening more so when, uh, I don't know, around like 2010, like after the run of the cup. But I thought that that was so cool. Another one that I have when it comes to uh, the songs, I mean, this is a obvious cherry picking one, but it's got to be Don't Stop Believing. Uh, I had a tweet here. I put out a tweet. It, it, this is from Machina Meg. I don't know if I'm pronouncing Machina. Machina. I don't know how it goes, but uh, she said the, the acoustics of singing Don't Stop Believing at the end of the game at the Joe made you feel like there was a million people there. I don't know if they're any different at the Joe and the, than they are at LCA, but I agree that that song has obviously never been played in a big moment at Little Caesars Arena, but I, I still think that at the end of the day, Don't Stop Believing is something that is kind of is partial to the Joe rather than Little Caesars Arena. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. It, it, it's such a classic part of the Red Wings game experience that I, I, I don't think you could possibly stop. You, could, you couldn't just stop playing at at LCA but whenever I think about that it's you know those memories are from the Joe and and that's that's one of the best parts of the game of the in-game experience what else you guys got well I I, and this would be the first thing that I would say that when talking about Joe Lewis Arena um so this will be the last thing that I add um my 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 favorite memory from the Joe was just looking up into the rafters mm-hmm. and the sheer magnitude of the amount of banners. Yeah, it's it's un, It was absolutely incredible to look up and see there were like a hundred banners, and they and and they weren't all the same. You could tell the ones mm-hmm. that were like really really old, and and there was there were stupid banners for like division championships which was hilarious considering the amount of stanley cup champions banners there were as well and uh you know there was the 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 banners the sight of the amount of banners in the rafters i've never been to an arena that had one quarter the sheer number of banners um and the way that they kind of contrasted against the blue ceiling Mm -hmm. um it was just so cool it was just such a sight to behold so my last one's a little silly um i'm gonna have to go with on those cold december january games you went to where it's freezing cold outside and there's only two entrances to get into the joe so everybody is just cramming into this little spot and it's freezing but then as you get closer and closer you hear the sound of the heaters just 
humping in right at both of the entrances and it's so loud and you're just come on get me in that door get me in the door two things about that one also to add on to that was ken cal's voice hello red wings fans thank you for attending today's game at joe lewis arena and then also you had the two you had the people coming in from the people mover in the silo and then you had the people coming up the stairs so there was like a bottleneck at the end so you're like okay it's moving it's moving it's moving but then like you just get to this cram thing or whatever uh sergio one thing that you brought up earlier was the octopus falling out of the jumbotron and i could not agree more the pyrotechnics that came along with that now the octopus i miss seeing that dude yeah it's yeah i guess i don't know if he he's even made an appearance at little Caesars arena yet because you know he kind of just came out for the, for the playoffs but watching them lower al the octopus out of the jumbotron at the Joe was such a cool, that was such a cool thing. And then a couple goal songs that I always love and that are synonymous with the Joe. Uh, the first is Hey, Hey, Hockey Town. Hey, hey, hockey Town. That's, oh, yeah. that's unrivaled as, as far as a goal song. That puts blood in your bones. Uh, and then the other one, and this is something that, that obviously came on in the late 2000s. But it was while they were going on that cup run is uh, that Gwen Stefani song. The, oh, yeah. Uh, that oh, one. I know what you're talking about. Like, um, that song, uh, when, they, when they would score and, like, the place is going nuts and everybody's doing the wee-woo, wee-woo, like, dude, come on. Yeah. Like, just a great goal horn, all of it. All that's – inject Darren Helms – Game five overtime goal against the Blackhawks to send Detroit to a second consecutive Stanley Cup final. Yeah. Just it, that's the sound I want to play after I like while I'm dying. Like <laughs> that's that's the last thing I want to hear. Wait, 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 wait. Is it is it the goal horn or is it? It's all of it. It's the crowd. It's the song. It's the horn. All going at once in a perfect harmony of celebration over the Detroit Red Wings. Well, if you guys don't have any more, then I guess uh, I get it as, I guess it's time to wrap this up. This was fun. I enjoyed reminiscing with you guys. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Red Wings. Tweet us, what do you miss most about the Joe? What do you love about the Joe that, that you're disappointed that you don't get to see at Little Caesars Arena? Rate and subscribe. We'll be back Monday with another episode. Uh, not sure what the plan is for next week, but we'll, we'll tell you on the internet. We'll tell you on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. Look forward to seeing you guys there. Ethan? Uh, that's about it. You guys have a, have a great weekend. Yeah, have a great weekend. I forgot it's Friday. Woo! Don't, don't you dare go out in groups of 11 people or more. Uh, Sergio, do you, have, do you have anything else? Flatten the curve, boys. Flatten the curve. I missed that. Happy to have you back. We'll see you guys soon.